0: If you have your Bible, if you'll open it to page number 22, and if you're still eating, you keep on eating, and uh, when you finish, you can catch up with us somewhere along the way. You know, last Tuesday, I talked about these verses. I have 10 verses. I had a little bookmark with nine verses that I read every morning, and I don't only read them. I think about them, and I pray over them. Before I actually get into my Bible reading and my prayer time and my quiet time with God. And uh, you know, I what happened last week, <laughs> we just never know. We had all these bookmarks showing nine of those verses. I didn't have I didn't show but nine of the ten. But what happened, and I encourage people, get as many as you want. And you may want to give them to some other people. Well, they did, and a lot of people didn't get bookmarks. So today, they've put bookmarks on the table. So today, if you didn't get one, you pick one up or more. As you're going out, if you want more than one or two, let's look around on some tables. Because probably, maybe the table you're in, everyone got all the bookmarks did last week. But I did encourage you last week to do the best you could. Uh, and I did say, if you didn't want to do all, all nine verses, at least start with the first three. Uh, the first three verses, uh, John 1, 1 John 1, 9, Psalm 119, verse 18, Psalm 119, verse 105. And you, you kind of do that every morning for a few mornings and uh, you'll kind of get into the deal. Now today, I want to pick up at that point and talk to you about something I'm very, very excited about. And that is, I want to talk to you about the, the spiritual discipline of meditation. The spiritual discipline of meditation. Now, you know, it's, it's interesting. Meditation is not a foreign subject <laughs> to the writers of the scripture. You know, the Holy Spirit of God is the author of all scripture, but he chose different people to be the writers of the scripture. And when you read scripture, in fact, you're on page 22, and let me flip back to that page. The very first mention of this whole idea of meditation, uh, we read about it in Genesis chapter uh, 20, 24. It's, it's a long, long chapter, but I'll tell you what, it's a fun chapter to read. Uh, if, if, if you're looking for a wife, boy, here'd be a good way to find one, follow this pattern. You say, well, I've already have a wife. Well, maybe if you'd have followed this pattern, you'd have a different wife. I don't know, but be that as it may, uh, I hope not. But it's that story about Abraham, that whole chapter is about Abraham. Uh, he, the Bible says he was old, well advanced in age. I like that better than saying I'm old. I'm just well advanced in age. Well, the problem was he knew he was going to soon die, and he, he knew that His son Isaac didn't have a wife, and he was concerned about that. And so he sent his servant, his main servant, back to his homeland and said, I want you to go back there and find a wife from our home country. I don't want my son marrying one of these foreign women. I want to go back and get one from my homeland. And so he sends his servant back. We don't have time to go through all that. It's really an interesting story. But if you look on page 22, uh, the servant goes and finds this beautiful woman named Rebecca. And uh, he, he's in the process of bringing her back over to introduce her to Isaac. Well, look what Isaac is doing. Out in, uh, Down in verse 63, it says, Isaac, while all that was going on, Isaac, he went out to meditate in the field in the evening. And he lifted his eyes and looked. And there the camels were coming. So if you know anybody looking for a wife, just tell them to look for somebody riding a camel, and that might just be it right there. Well, but he was out meditating. Now, I've often wondered, like, was he meditating over, you know, some scripture verse he knew, or was he just, I don't know what he was meditating on, but he was out there meditating nonetheless. And so that is our very first. Now. If you will, I do want you to look at a few little verses. Turn to page 481 in your Bible, and you'll be in the book of Psalms. In fact, you'll be in the very first chapter of Psalms. Because the book of Psalms actually begins talking about meditation, this whole idea of meditation. In fact, if you look in Psalm chapter 1, the very first Psalm, look down in verse 2. He's talking about this man uh, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the uh, seat of the scroll, But look at verse 2. But his delight, and he's talking about the blessed man. So if you want to be blessed, now here's how you get blessed. It says the blessed man, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, that is in the Word of God, he meditates Day and night. And then verse 3 goes on, kind of tells the result of that. Well, now, if you don't mind, turn with me in your Bible to page 512. I want you to see just another verse about meditation. We'll look at 2 or 3. We won't wear you out on this. But you'll get over in Psalm 63, and I'm there, page 512, Psalm 63. Look down in verse 6. I thought of this verse this morning. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. That's what the psalmist is saying here. And then turn over to page 548. And you'll be in the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 119. But if you will, on page 548, uh, look down in verse. Well, I'm not in Psalm 119. Let me get that with you. Look down in verse number 148. Psalm 119, verse 148. And uh, I'm going to finally get there myself. Here I am. It says, My eyes are awake through the night watches that I may meditate on your word. I had one of those mornings this morning, woke up about four o'clock. Now, I normally get up somewhere between five and five. I woke up at four o'clock and I thought, I looked at my clock, my watch, my phone, and I thought, man, I don't want to get up at four o'clock. So I think I'll just not get up. And, um, well, it wasn't long until I realized that I was, whether I got up or didn't get up, I was up. you ever had one of those times? You know, I may have been down, but I was up. And I thought, well, when I realized, I thought, well, I thought, well, if I get up, I'm gonna wake Dottie up and uh, what shall I do? And I thought, well, why don't I do what I'm gonna talk about today? I'm just gonna lay here and meditate on some scripture verses that are a blessing to me in a very special way. So, you know, the the Bible has a great deal to say about meditation. But, you know, as we think about this whole spiritual idea of meditation, uh, meditation, uh, the devil wants to do everything he can to hinder meditation. And I mentioned my little sermon title here today, those three words. I said, noise, hurry, crowds. Those are the three things I believe that the devil uses to hinder our meditation on the Word of God. Noise. It's hard to meditate. Think about the Word of God when you're about a bunch of noise and hurry. You know, there's a psychiatrist, uh, C.J. Jung, who once said, hurry is not of the devil. It is the devil. Well, for a psychiatrist to figure that out, you know, he's, he's brain smart. <laughs> I, I don't know if he was a Christian or not, but he's so right. Uh, hurry. Uh, you know, we think sometimes, you know, maybe we just live in such a hurry. Everybody lives in such, and crowds. But as I think about this whole thing of meditation, now I have grown up in the church. So I would be a product of someone who's grown up all their life in, in church. And it's, it's interesting That to me, one of the sad commentaries on Christianity today uh, is, is that meditation is almost an unmentioned subject. You just don't have. I I mean, I I don't talk a lot about meditation, so I'm as guilty as any others. I encourage people to meditate, but like a whole sermon on meditation, I don't know the last time I did that. I hope I've mentioned it along the way, but I I think what's happened to us in Christianity is, you know, we're kind of like the pendulum on a clock. Humans are, no matter what the subject, we we sing. If if we don't like this extreme. Then we there's this other extreme over here, and it may not be, it may be as bad in a different way, and so we have to try to land somewhere in the middle. Now I think one reason you don't hear much about meditation in Christianity is because of the the resistance and the unbelief in, in Eastern meditation. Now we hear more about Eastern meditation. We do Christian meditation. You know the whole idea, the whole focus of Eastern meditation, medit- meditation is 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 to empty one's. The focus is to empty a person's mind so they can connect on nature, and, and kind of begin the New Age movement. We say, well, I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't think that's what God. Well. But what, what is the focus of Christian meditation? Well, it's not to empty our mind. Christian meditation, the focus is that we should be filling our mind with the Word of God. It's just an exact option. We're not emptying the folks on nature. We're trying to fill. And that's why, like I gave you those nine verses this summer, and I'll make these little bookmarks to you. We, we encouraged our people to memorize a Bible promise a week. We did that for, I think, 12 weeks. And we print a little bookmark up and show them what those verses were, but I did that because when you memorize something, you kind of get it in your mind, and you just you begin to feel your mind. Now meditations, when you think about it, when you chew over it, that's really what the word the meditation the pictures of a cow chewing its cud. You've seen old cow out in the field just chewing its cud, chewing its cud, chewing its cud. Well. We begin to chew over the Word of God and we think about it. Now, let me, let me share quickly some things that will help you with meditation, this whole idea of Christian meditation. First of all, it must be rooted in the Word of God. It must be rooted in the Word of God. So if I'm going to meditate a Christian meditation, now, you can sit around and meditate over the weather. You can meditate where you want to. I'm talking about Christian meditation. I'm going to fill my mind with the Word of God. In other words, it's going to be rooted in the Word of God. I'm going to have these Bible verses. I may have just read a verse. And what I let here? Let me stop and think about that verse. That's one of the downsides to a Bible reading plan is I feel many times we get bought into the plan and we're more interested in getting all the words read and check off we read and we don't sometimes have time to think about it now the downside to not having a Bible reading plan just hopscotch hither and yonder you probably won't be very consistent in your Bible reading but you know meditation uh, it, 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 it's, it's like all work uh, it's more difficult when you start a job like at the, the apprentice stage if you're an apprentice you're a new guy on the block or a new lady on the block, and you know you don't you, you've never you've never done that well you, you, you're not as it's harder, but after a while, when you move from the apprentice stage to the journeyman stage, <laughs> it just becomes ingrained into your habits ingrained into your mind, and that's 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 kind of the way it works, you know. I encourage you, if you want to think about meditation, is to find a, a quiet place free from interruption, which is almost impossible. It's almost impossible to, to really just find a quiet place. You know, I've got to get this in the sermon later. One of the best things that, that, that I've done to help me spiritually, I'm not saying you should do this. I decided that having a TV in the bedroom was not good. You know, you get ready to go to bed at and you turn it on and hear the doom and gloom. You get up in the morning, they tell you what the weather's going to be and they're wrong by half the time. And I just, I, I, we, we did away with our TV in the bedroom and put up a picture of an angel. Now, what do you think of that? I can see you don't think much about it. Well... <laughs> I don't care if you, it, it doesn't make us more spiritual, but I, I just thought, you know, I'm, uh, I, I brought that subject up to Dottie. I said, what got me on the subject, well, that's another subject too, is, uh, well, I can't get off on it because i run out of time. It has to do with AT&T U-verse, but I'll talk about that some other time. Uh, wireless U-verse. I, yeah, that'd be, that'd be another good sermon right there for me. But be that as it may, let me stick on my subject. Now, but now listen very carefully. The, one of the great things about meditation, you, you can, you can meditate on the word of God, wherever you are. You really get, now you, if you find you a quiet place that you won't be disturbed, that's probably going to be good. But the great thing about meditation is just wherever you are, when you have those little moments or periods where you're waiting on this, you're waiting on that. Um, you know, last time I was in a doctor's exam room, I was waiting on the doctor to come in and, uh. I got my phone out and looked up my Bible app, and I was just reading verses and thinking about those verses. I well, was just dead time. You know. Just, we all have a lot of those kind of times. Those are great times to meditate on God's Word, and what a blessed, wonderful thing it is. Now, let me give you two little things that kind of, if you can do it mentally, it will help you. It's like a little exercise for meditation. And one of those, it, we, we, call it, we call it palms down. You don't have to go around doing that, but mentally, if you will picture this, you say, "Okay, now I want to I want to kind of spend some time meditating on the Word of God on something, maybe a verse I've read or verses come to my mind." Okay, first of all, let palms down. It, it's it's a symbol that you want to give to God anything that might be your uh, be bothering you or you you know thinking about for that day. For example, little things can really hinder our meditation. Maybe you have a dentist appointment. You say, you know, that thing's kind of bothering me. Or maybe you're, go- you're going to have a medical test. But you're trying to meditate on the Word of God and your mind's on the medical test. Or anxiety over something, or frustration. So just whatever in that day you're trying to meditate with, uh, with the Word of God, I'm going to just mentally, I'm going to say, okay, palms down. What am I going to do today? Okay. Well, you, if, if, you, if you're not careful, even when you're reading the Bible, Somehow your mind wanders back to these things you're going to be involved in that day. And you, it's kind of like the mind gets all divided and it just messes up. palms down. Now palms up, that's the little exercise. It means I'm, I want to receive today whatever God has to give me for that day. Now, remember this about spiritual Christian meditation. It must, first of all, be rooted in God's Word. Okay, you're going you're gonna to think about, apply. Ponder, chew on some verse, some scripture that's uh, that, that in God's Word. And then the other thing to remember this is so good. <laughs> you can just do it wherever you are, anytime. And it's a glorious thing. Now, let me just share quickly as we kind of wrap up here. I had, well, I hadn't experienced that this morning, but I'm going to share the one I had last Friday. Last Friday, actually, let me back up. I would met. Well, uh, I was going to do a funeral last Friday John and I together were going to do this funeral and uh, I had met with a the family they, they have a son and a daughter uh, of Joanne Wygant I met with them earlier in the week to talk to them about what they wanted in the funeral and the son now they are these grown folks the son said something I've never heard said it really, it really taught me a great lesson he said you know He said, I remember you and John did dad's funeral. Y'all mentioned some things about dad, Quay Wigant, that we did not know. He said, I hope in mother's funeral, y'all can mention some things about mother that my sister and I probably don't even know. He said, you know, at funerals, people are always telling stuff, which is okay, but most stuff that's told the kids already know it. They know more than the folks telling it. He said, if you could just come up with some stuff that we would not know. Well, that kind of got in my mind. And We finished our meeting, and they went on. Well, I called John that night. And by the way, he didn't show up for the meeting, but uh, that's okay. Um, You know, so we didn't have, he was on another assignment. But I said, hey, John, this is, uh, we got to think of some things that we can tell about Joanne that the kids might not know. He said, okay. He said, uh, I'll, let me think on that a little bit, and you'll be thinking a little bit. So, well, I did. I, I thought on it the rest of that night and the next day, and then here's the bottom line. Last Friday morning, the funeral's at 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'd come up with one thing. Well, now, I had some other good stuff, but I mean one thing that I didn't think the kids would know. And it was kind of, wasn't just real good, but it was, I thought, well, they won't know this, and I did. Well, here's the deal. I leave my office, which is back over here, and I come out the office door, and I'm walking through the commons. Here I go. And I'm thinking, they asked me to share some things, that's called plural, and I'm on my way over here to this chapel, and I have one thing. Well, I begin to, I begin to have some verses come to my mind about that I thought, well, you know, as that verse came, and I, so I'm just walking along, and I begin to, th- I'm, I'm meditating on these verses, and I get way over on this side of the chapel, and I look up, and here's Pam Deshawn, it's her off day, and I said to Pam, now remember, I'm just walking over here meditating over some verses that, you know, God, I'm thinking back on my Psalm 119, you know, God's words are a lamp and a light. And I thought, boy, I need, But between me and this chapel, I just need to come up with something else. Well, I stopped. I said, well, Pam, what? why are you at Joanne Wygant's funeral? I said, it's your day off. She said, well, I'll tell you why I'm here. She said, number one, when I first came to this church, I would see her singing. She was in a ladies' singing group. And she always had such joy. And, of course, she was much older. I mean, she was old then. And to Pam, Pam she then was younger than she is now. I won't go into any of that. But <laughs> she's out, watch, here's this young lady watching this uh, senior adult lady. How you like where I got out of that? And she said she just had such joy. And she said, in my mind, I thought, if I could just be like that when I get her age. I thought, oh, I believe God's giving me number two over here. (laughs) She said, but that's really not the main reason I'm at this funeral. I said, well, what's the main reason you're at this funeral? She said, well, you wouldn't know this. But she said, my mother, Pam's mother's in her 90s. Joanne was in her 90s. Every Saturday at 6 o'clock, unless the Astros were playing, now, Joanne wouldn't miss, Joanne might call a little earlier, but at 6 o'clock, now think of that, Joanne Wygant, a lady in her 90s, is calling another lady in her 90s to see if she's okay. And She says, she's been such a blessing to my mother. I just came out of respect to this funeral. I said, well, thanks to Sharon. I, and I, I, I walked on over and I thought, you know, and I'm not trying to read something as I walk out of my office. And I'm out in the commons, and I'm just, some verses are coming to my mind. I'm meditating on my verses. And what I'm saying is, is here's what, and I could share something that happened this morning, but my time's up. I'll do that later. I'm just saying to you, one of the blessings of meditation is just, it's amazing when we meditate on God's Word, what God seems to do. Now, I can't put my finger on that. But I've experienced it many times. I encourage you. Give it a try. Say, well, that's too deep for me. Well, just start out maybe with three minutes, four minutes. I'm just going to take a Bible verse that I've read. I'm just, going to, I'm just going to think about it and meditate over it. And you'll be amazed when you fill your mind what God's going to do. Father, you know, that just blessed me immeasurably last Friday. I'm, I'm meditating. I'm doing what we're told to do in the Word. And i got to bless now, Lord doesn't always the blessing doesn't always come back quickly, but but God, they could. I fear many times they come, we miss them. But uh, I, I I had another experience this morning. I have just meditated on your word, and lo and behold, a blessing came. And I just thank you, God. When we fill our mind, God help us understand the last thing Satan wants us to do is to meditate on the Word of God. No, 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 no. He'll use whatever he can use to stop that. So, Lord, help us fill our mind with your word as we live in a day and time where our mind is trying to be filled with every garbage and trash imaginable. It's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.